On this week's episode of the Love Your Life podcast, we have Katie Smith. Katie is the Vice President of Communications for LifeShare, the organ procurement organization for the state of Oklahoma. While she is not herself a clinician, Katie and I go in-depth into the importance of understanding the organ and tissue procurement process when making a decision to be a donor. I have chosen to be a donor, and I hope you will think considerately about your decision whether or not to donate after listening to Katie. Welcome back to the Love Your Life podcast. Uh, this week, we have Katie Smith from LifeShare. She's the Vice President of Communications. Uh, and for those of you who don't know, LifeShare is an organ procurement organization here in Oklahoma City. Uh, and I guess throughout Oklahoma, mm-hmm. is that right? Yes. Um, there are 58 OPOs across the United States. And actually, we are lucky. Um, LifeShare actually serves the entire state of Oklahoma. Awesome. So some OPOs um, serve multiple states or, for instance, Texas has three OPOs um, because of their size. Geographic size. Yeah, sure. but it makes it pretty easy for us to know our territory and, and what hospitals we work with. And um, so we're, we're pretty lucky. Yeah. So for those who don't know, um, an OPO, uh, and I'm going to let Katie jump in a little bit more here, but uh, today we're talking about organ donation. And so can you walk us through what does an OPO or organ procurement organization do? Yes. So we are federally designated by HRSA um, to recover organs and tissue for transplant purposes in our designated area. So in Oklahoma City or in Oklahoma. We work with all the healthcare organizations across the state, which is about 145 um, organizations that we work with to recover um, the organs and tissues for transplant. And then we have four transplant hospitals here in Oklahoma that we work with um, to facilitate the transplant side of donation. Got it. And are those fairly Distributed, or do we have a couple here in Oklahoma City, a couple up in Tulsa? Exactly. We have um, OU and OU Children's and Baptist here in um, Oklahoma City, and in Tulsa is St. John's and um, St. Francis. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Awesome. So, what I really hope to achieve today is is learning a little bit more about organ donation. So mm-hmm. I have checked yes to organ donation on my on my license, um, but you know, I, and I've spoken that that to my wife. Um, she certainly knows that. But what should I be doing, uh, or is there anything I should be doing to alert my doctors or anybody else? Should I be um, in a, in an accident that? Uh, know, is, is life altering, life shattering for my family, um, but that my organs could be utilized. So another piece of um, our responsibilities as an OPO is public education. And so yes, the little red heart on your driver's license, when you um, go to renew your driver's license or get your driver's license and you check the box to be an organ donor, that is um, part of our responsibility as an OPO. And um, so we just encourage individuals to think about organ donation, to consider that um, as a possibility. There are so many individuals waiting for a transplant that need a transplant. So we just encourage individuals to um, think about organ donation, learn about it, research it, and let your family know what your decision is so that they're not surprised if that time were to come and they um, sure. you know, needed to support your wishes. Sure. That's awesome. Um, what is the what is the process? So if I've, I've passed away or I have a family member mm-hmm. who's passed away, um, 
you know, and, and I, I guess if I'm the one dealing with it, I'm, I'm still alive and, and have a family member who has passed away. What is the process for me to either alert you or um, uh, to make known that, that this family member wanted their organs donated? So um, every individual in the state that has passed away or is um, an imminent death, um, the hospital is required to notify us. So we have contracts with all the hospitals for them um, for us to outline the process. And so they, um, they notify LifeShare and then we will evaluate the patient based on their health history and social sure. history and determine if they are a candidate to be a donor. And if they are, then we will send um, a clinical representative out there to you know, work further and determine if that person is a candidate. Sure. When you talk about a candidate, um are there are there disqualifying mm -hmm. things so um you know my wife's grandfather recently passed away he was 91 um i don't know that the family had a lot of conversation around this um is age a, a disqualifying factor are there others that, that people should be aware of at all um there are really very few disqualifying factors okay. um Age is not, you would be surprised. A lot of people think, oh, I'm too old. Nobody wants my organs. Sure. Um, but really, we recovered on an 86-year-old okay. and recovered his liver, and it was transplanted in New York. And um, that individual is healthy and happy now. Um, so really, don't rule yourself out because of Just your age, age or because of your medical history. Okay. Um, what we suggest is if you are a giving person and that is something that you're interested in, to go ahead and register and let the healthcare professionals make that, that decision, decision at sure. the time of death. Sure. Um, only about 2% of the individuals that die in a year are actually candidates to be donors. So there's a very slim chance that an individual will actually um, die in a manner or not be ruled out and be a candidate to be a donor. Got it. So that's why it's so important because, um, it's a very rare opportunity for an individual. Got it. Okay. I did not realize that it was mm -hmm. that low. So mm -hmm. there are quite a few criteria that have to be gone through from the medical team before yeah. tissue can be, be procured. And so um, along those lines, what are kind of the, the tissues that are being sought out? And um, mm -hmm. so you brought up liver, um, certainly lungs and hearts are things mm -hmm. that I've heard of before. What other tissues are, are donated? So um, you can donate eight different organs, okay. um, heart, lungs, kidneys, liver, pancreas, intestines. Um, trying to think of what I'm missing. That might be it. Okay. So there's eight different organs. So okay. you can save up to eight individuals. Um, with organ donation. Now tissue donation is different and okay. you can help up to 75 individuals. Oh, wow. Yes. With tissue donation. And that's everything from skin, okay. bone, eyes, um, tendons. A lot of people okay. tear their ACLs. Sure. They can, um, they can choose to, um, receive donation, donated Got tissue, it. um, for repair. Um, and so, you know, there's a lot, a lot that an individual can do to leave a legacy and, sure. and help individuals. So. That's, that's fantastic. Um, in terms of, of some of those, uh, so we brought up age. Mm -hmm. Are there other myths related to organ donation that, that you would want to dispel today? At all? Yes. Um, 
So back to the age, don't rule yourself out because of age okay. or health reasons. There's a handful of health reasons that um, you wouldn't be able to donate, but we always suggest to let the medical professor professionals make that decision sure. and determine if you're qualified. Um, also, people think, oh, well, I don't want to leave um, my family with the cost of donation. Sure. And um, donating is not an expense to um, families. Okay. So once an individual has passed away, life share or authorization has been given to be a donor. Life share covers all those costs associated with donation. Awesome. Um, some people say, oh, I don't want to donate because I want an open casket funeral. So we have a great relationship with... Um, over almost 500 funeral homes across the state. We okay. work with the funeral homes and um, we work very hard to restore the body to the natural state so that you can have that open casket. Sure. And then one of the other myths is, well, if I register, they're not going to work hard to save my life if I'm in an accident. Sure. And um, I think anybody in the healthcare community can tell you that that is completely false that, um, Individuals in the healthcare community first do no harm. Yeah, they um, it, it's their oath to to protect you, to save your life, to do the best they can to take care of you, and so that is their top priority. Um, the organ donation team is completely separate from your healthcare team that would be taking care of you, Got it. and um, the donation team isn't even notified until um, you know your death is imminent. Sure, sure. You brought up uh, in the course of our conversation here that uh, you had an 86-year-old whose liver was donated in mm -hmm. New York. So obviously, we're here in Oklahoma. Is the what is kind of that process? So certainly, uh, the organs are going to have to be transplanted, transported, not just mm -hmm. transplanted, but transported um, across state lines and everything. Um, I'm assuming that kind of comes in with the the network of OPOs across mm -hmm. the country. Yeah. So we all work together. It's not a competition um, or anything, but we have an over um, arching organization um, that you know, which oversees the wait list that we all hear about. Okay. And so um, the wait list matches people based on a variety of um, criteria, um, what they need, so what organ they need, sure. how sick they are, how long they've been waiting. Um, they have to do blood type, tissue typing, sure. um, even the size of the organ. So if it's an, a little kid that needs an organ, they obviously can't receive a kidney from a large man. Sure. And so um, there's several factors that go into matching okay. organs with recipients. And um, right now we have a process where when we recover an organ, um, it's kind of like a bullseye. So they'll look close sure. to where the organ was recovered. And if they can't find a match, then it'll kind of go out from there. from there mm -hmm. for sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, one of the conversations that I've had around organ donation is um, the thought of some religious objections. What mm -hmm. do you guys hear in those terms? And, and I'm sure to a certain extent, you probably make the recommendation to go back and talk to your, mm -hmm. you know, your pastor or your priest or, or other religious uh, expert, but um, can you talk to that? That's exactly what we suggest. Um, however, we've done a lot of research um, as organ procurement organizations and almost every um, major, well, every major religion um, supports organ donation and actually views it as an act of charity. Okay. And so, um, but however, it is an individual choice for sure. people. Sure. And we recommend that, yes, if, if that is something that they need to work out, um, to go talk to their religious leader and, and make that decision for themselves. Awesome. 
Katie, anything that we haven't touched on today that you'd want people to know about the importance of organ donation or the process at all? So when you do register, it is um, every state has first person authorization. Okay. So what that means is that when you make that decision to be a donor, um, you are making a legally binding decision and nobody can overturn that decision. Okay. So that's why it's so important to um, really look into it and learn about it before you make that decision. Sure. Um, and then also we suggest that you tell your family because it makes it that much easier on your family. Sure. Um, if something were to happen to you, that they don't have to make that decision because right. they're already in such a hard time um, of life that you know one more decision, right. that's one less decision that they For have to make. make. Absolutely, mm -hmm. absolutely. Yeah. Katie, if someone wanted to get in touch with you or with LifeShare, what would be the best way for them to do that? Um, well, first, we encourage everybody to visit our website. So that's okay. LifeShareOK.org. Okay. And um, we have contact information on the website. Um, if anybody has any further questions, they can definitely reach out to us. We'd be happy to um, answer questions. Or they can go register to be donor. Awesome. Well, I would just encourage everyone out there to consider, uh, you know, look at, uh, look at their own heart and, and kind of make that determination for themselves. But I want to thank you for being on today and uh, look forward to uh, talking more about organ donation maybe in the future. So, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Love Your Life podcast. We hope it helps you take the next step in your healthcare journey. If you loved it, share it on social media. Give us a review in your podcast player of choice or drop us a line about a topic you want covered. I'd like to thank our sponsor, Physical Therapy and Balance Centers of Oklahoma City. Physical, F-Y-Z-I-C-A-L. Physical, spelled different because we are different. I'd also like to thank our producer, Julia Burwell, and Elise Collier for her fabulous intro. The Love Your Life podcast is meant for informational purposes, but should never replace the individualized advice of your medical professional. If you need advice, speak directly with a healthcare provider.